Welcome back to the Charlie Music Podcast. This is episode 19. No, it's not. It's episode 34. <laughs> Chapter 19. Wow, I got it right one week and I got all <laughs> verklempt. I don't know. That's the wrong word, too. Uh, I don't know. 34, 19. CJ, Kyle, what's up? It's it's the second to last episode of this season, too. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. Oh. And, and there's only it's, 20- you know what's funny is like like the whole the entire first season I, I didn't introduce myself I'm getting better with introducing myself but now I can't count so it's like <laughs> do I do my name or do I count I don't know <laughs> well you know it's it's amazing because there's only 20 chapters in the book right 20 chapters I mean it's technically yeah. 19 with a epilogue or whatever you want to call it right that's too funny yeah wow so how's your week <laughs> yeah so how was your week (laughs) it's wednesday and um i feel like it's friday Mm -hmm. even though friday i'm driving up north i have a seven hour drive are you off tomorrow no i'm not i gotta work tomorrow um which is fine it shouldn't be getting we're getting into with with the thanksgiving come up next week like it'll be busy in the building but like the stuff that i'm doing is not i'm not busy with a lot of emails right now so me being at this conference the time that the downtime that i have i'm actually going to take advantage of it and like reorganize so when i come back i'm ready to go for the month of december so cool it's a you know, it's just, it's, it's funny. Cause it's the same cycle. I like, I'm getting stuff for 24, 25 and I'm just, I don't want it cause it's mm. not even 24 yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, how about uh, you? Um, yeah, we're getting into the, it's, it's the weird time now because you know, the, the fiscal year starts in October and then Thanksgiving and Christmas happens and we have this potential government shutdown looming, which is now okay until end of the year um but you know it's just it, like now it's just kind of like we're waiting for january to start so we can right. like do stuff again because now it's like there's just not time to do anything so no one wants to do anything right so um there's a lot of construction going on at work so um yeah that's about what i've been doing how would the shutdown affect you so because I'm a contractor, it doesn't affect me at all. What happens right. is the government folks wouldn't work, um, which means all of their stuff would fall on me as the contractor. Okay. Our contract is funded, so it doesn't matter to us. Um, it's just extra work for us until they come back. Okay. So it does affect you because it's extra work for you. Yeah. Like Financially, you don't, it doesn't affect me. Right. But, Financially, it doesn't affect you. But you know, job-wise, it will affect me just because I'll be busier right. doing other stuff. You know it'll double the workload that's already doubled is what you're saying (laughs) pretty much yeah (laughs) so so are you um, listening to anything to get you through the week um i'm still on that like dream theater jordan rudis kick so i thought i'd play just a little bit of this this is from the liquid tension experiment we played this in a live stream a little while back Uh um actually let's start with with this one let me rewind this because I was listening to it before we started. This is called Beating the Odds. This is Liquid Tension Experiment. Mm-hmm. 
So obviously it's a pretty odd meter um, that they wrote that in. Um, and this is off of their newest album, LTE3, which is Liquid Tension Experiment 3. Were you about to say something? Sorry. Were there multiple time signatures there? Yes. Like it's on, okay. Yeah. Because I was listening to them like, there's a few things going on there. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Um, and then this is a, a really neat cover. This is Rhapsody in Blue, which was originally by George Gershwin. But this is their cover of Rhapsody in Blue. This goes back to something that, that we've talked about many, many times, and that's if something's written well, you can pretty much play it on anything. Right. How you many know. instruments are in this group? Four. And what it's key um keys, I'm sure. Keyboard, piano, drums, bass. So it's John Petrucci on the on the guitar, Jordan Rudis on the keyboards, um, Tony Levin on the bass, and Mike Portnoy on the drums. So there's guitar drums bass keyboard yep because it because the way they do that and i'm assuming the the keyboard is it a midi keyboard or are they doing it oh yeah it has to be for them to do what they're doing so a lot of what jordan does is he doubles a lot of keyboard a lot of guitar parts on the keyboard right and if you watch that video of him doing that um alicia keys thing which i'm still obsessed with yeah um he plays lead guitar on the keyboard right 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 so very cool. Yep. So that's what I've been listening to. Um, do we even bother talking about the book? No, no, because it's been audiobooks. I've, <laughs> that's been, what I figured. I've been knocking out still, audiobooks. Still audiobooks. What number book are you up to? Actually, the, the series that I was doing, I finished book number five. Okay. Um, I, there's, I'm going to start six on my way up on Friday because okay. um, it's like a 16-hour book. I started another series by the same narrator, but two different writers, and um, mm-hmm. it they're short. They're like four or five hour novellas, whatever you call them, novellas, whatever. And um, Havanagila, there is <laughs> whatever they're called, and uh, they um, it's about a zombie apocalypse, mm-hmm. and it's 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 really good actually, like the the way it's broken down and everything like that. So. Um, so I'm I'm on the second book of that, and there's apparently like ten in this. So I don't know what I got myself into, but 
I, I, it's this happens to me though. Like I'll get into something and I'll oh, just yeah. plow through it, and it just happened to be that I got into these books. Mm-hmm. So right. it's kind of taken away. Like I get in the car excited to turn on the audiobook to find out what's going on next. Gotcha. So, yeah. I mean, I do listen to music. It's not like I don't. Mm, it's I just know. that it's, it's nothing really different than what I have been. Right. Right now. Do you have any music planned for your your trip up, or is it all going to be audiobooks? Uh, no, I I'm gonna I have I'm gonna do the audiobook for part, but I'm definitely gonna do some music. So uh, I think I'm gonna do some of the stuff that I haven't had. Like I may put um, LTE on there. I may put a few of these groups on there just to listen to some because I'm gonna be by myself. So it'll be nice to listen to some different stuff and mm-hmm. get into yeah. it. Like I'm gonna try to not listen to the typical stuff that I listen to. Cool. Yeah. So we'll see. I I have to. Um, I have to put some playlists together, but I, I'm going to alternate it. I'm not going to be able, as much as I like to listen to the audiobook the whole entire time. I don't think I could. <laughs> gotcha. So, okay, fair yeah. enough. Speaking of audiobooks, should we get to our book? Yes, and that audiobook I can listen to for a long time because mm, it's yes. so well done. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. That being said, so we are getting to the end of this book. Um, this is kind of the. Kind of the last chapter, really, kind of, as far as the story goes. Right. You know, the story kind of culminates in this chapter. So this is called The Second Ending, and the tagline is, if at first you don't succeed, fail again. It feels like life sometimes. Yeah, it does. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And and the the last part to this book is more about Michael. Like, there's a... Yes. So, like... This really is the climax of the books, this chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we were left off where they dropped. Victor ended up at the corner of the street that he was going to play at. Yes. So he pulls out his base and he starts walking up to his base and um, just kind of getting, getting ready to play. And then right before um, showtime... Some weird things start to happen. So he's getting ready to start playing, and um, it got dark. And the lights went out, power went out. He also realized that he did not put um, money in the meter, and he saw a police officer going to give him a ticket. And then he realized that it wasn't actually a police officer. It was just someone folding a map. Um, And he got back, and heard the voice of Michael just yelling play. Even though Michael wasn't there, he could, you know, through all of the teachings through this book and all the lessons that they had learned, they learned how to stay connected. Um, so uh, Victor was supposed to have a group with him. He started out by himself. Uh, Jonathan was going to join him as well, but uh, Jonathan was running late. He eventually got there and... Um, Wait, he... Brandon. No, oh, Brandon, that's what I meant. Not Jonathan. No, no, no Brandon, it's okay because... I don't know, yeah, yeah, Brandon. So, um, Brandon finally shows up with a kalimba, with which... a kalimba, and his manager from the store, because Brendan's from the store. Yes, and his his name is uh, Larry, Larry, who comes with his guitar. Is it is it just me or is Larry a giant weenie? Larry is a giant weenie. I I can't stand Larry. I just every time I read this book, I want to hit Larry in the but head. I think the the importance of Larry is to show Victor's progression. Yes. Cuz every agree. everything Victor does is what Michael did to yes. him. 
mm-hmm. and it's to show that Victor has stepped into that next yes part sure. of being who he is. So, like, I agree with you, but at the same time, I think it's well done because it's not a character we've known for very long in the book. Because mm-hmm. he's not going to be able to do it to Brandon because Brandon was listening to Michael. Right. And he was grabbing on to And Brandon's things. younger and more open, so... Right, whereas I think I think Larry's made for you to not like him yeah. on purpose. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's like, it's like Larry from Three's Company. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you were more like Larry from like Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Uh, uh, so Larry shows up. And um, shows up with a guitar, and he says to Victor that he's, he hasn't played in a very long time, and he's worried that he's not going to play very good, and Victor responds by saying, good is not what we need right now. Emotion and honesty are what are important. Not playing would be a bigger mistake. And this goes to, you know, kind of the whole thing that, I mean, both books talk about it, you know, that we don't do music, we don't create music we play music music is supposed to be fun um and it's it's not about how well you do it it's whether you're having fun or not right it's like that thing that they used to teach us when we we were younger i don't know if they still use it where if you play cleanly it'll still sound fast right Mm -hmm. like if you can't play it at the tempo it's got to be slow it down to what you can play it at and if it's clean Mm -hmm. it'll sound fast it's like that same thing it's you know, you may not play it well, but if people see that you're having fun and you have that energy there, yep. like, they won't know if you hit a quote unquote wrong note. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Larry begins unpacking his stuff and ends up dropping his guitar, breaking the headstock um, and two strings, three strings, two strings, two strings. And um, so as uh, I almost said. Jonathan again. As Brandon and Victor are fighting off these phasers that are vastly approaching, um, Larry is trying to get his act together, but um, Victor and and Jonathan are able to um, kind of stave them off for a little while. And that's when we move over to Seiko, who is by herself, uh, kind of. She's got a large hawk and some bird friends, and um, she had a a seemingly easier time than Victor, I think, you know, she's, you know, playing her drum and she was able to, um, really kind of pinpoint her snare drum, not snare drum, but her drum attacks to actually knock out these phasers, um, rather, rather quickly, but it didn't start out really well, um, for her as none of these stories did. They were always some sort of chaos. And in Seiko's case, um, the birds were able to help kind of focus her in, in, in her playing and um you know the birds are always a big thing you know the birds are what led you know victor places and the hawk especially you know played a huge role in in this book and the last book for that matter and i i think what's key too is that her sight is not as powerful yes and she doesn't so she's heightened her other her senses and hearing being the big one for her which mm-hmm. is, I think, what makes her more accurate. Because if, as you read through the book, there's a lot of times where Victor closes his eyes and he becomes more accurate. Yep. Because he yep. shuts out a sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, I th- that you know, because that kind of st- that stands out. I think. 
I love the fact that it's. Does it say this one? Is it this one where the bird lands in front of her and helps her, like guide? It guides her sight. I believe it does. It's, it's, either, the, this, it's either this section or the next time we come back to her. I can't remember which. Yep. Yeah, no. It says the large hawk flew down, landing next to Seiko's foot. She followed the hawk's gaze as it stared off into the distance and noticed an unwelcome present approaching. Presence approaching. <laughs> an unwelcome present. I don't want that present. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't see or hear anyone, but recognized the unmistakable feeling. So yes, this the bird like she was using the birds for her sight as well, which I think was very right. interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we move over to Ollie, who was um, at the Bicentennial Capitol Mall, um, where there was a Carolina Bells that just started randomly ringing, which of course brings back uh, his days in the church where he did not hear the bells ring. So it's kind of the opposite thing. Um, but the bells just started ringing in chaos. And uh, he tried to find ways to make sense of that chaos and um, was able to, to, of course, take control. Um, so, yeah. And then we get back to Victor again. So we kind of go back and forth. I mean, this is, I mean, it's it's so really well written. Like, I mean, I don't want to go through and read like all the, the stuff, but there are a couple things that, you know, I think are important. So as we get back to to um victor and and um brandon and the weenie um (laughs) (laughs) you know the he's he's complaining and whining and moaning and finally victor says listen larry tonight we play and even if we fail we fail big we do nothing halfway mistakes are part of life's process it doesn't mean you're wrong treat it as music pushing you in the direction she wants you to go so a few things struck me here the, the the first thing that struck me was uh um even if we fail we fail big and i've always said one of my favorite lines from mythbusters is um if it's worth doing it's worth overdoing right i mean i, I love that line and sometimes i take it too literally but um <laughs> you know but, but that's just the way i am you know it's almost like if you overdo it and it fails, it's usually something fails, not everything fails. Right, right. And I think that's, you know, like he's saying, well, listen, if you fail, we all fail. And it's mm-hmm. okay if we all fail together. Yep, yep. But yeah, go bigger. And go I home. think, right, exactly. And I think the, the last line is kind of, it's a way to kind of sum up the book in, in, in a kind of a one line, you know, music pushing you in the direction she wants you to go. It's It's kind of what the, you know, it's that's kind of the underlying tone behind both of these books. Sorry, I have I have an itch. And I don't know how to itch it because the microphones are in the way. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when we get to the tagline, which is at first you don't succeed, uh, fail again. So Larry finally picks up his guitar and starts playing. And they're able to get some some notes out of it and um and actually start making some good tunes. So that's when we visit, go back to Seiko, and we go back and forth for a while. I don't know if it, I'm, I'm kind of jumping through this really quickly because no, no, I I think you're hitting the key points. It's fine. Yeah. Um. So this is this is really where she starts to to really kind of hone in her her drumming, where she can kind of sense where these phasers are walking around based on their um their footsteps, and um, seeing just the little red flashing light, and she's able to aim these uh, drum hits at them 
and uh, able to kind of knock them down and get rid of them. Um, and at that point, um, at the very end of this, uh, she lays her drum at her side and leaned back against the wall. She'd done her job. Her insides were still unsettled. The air was calm, but it carried a sense of uncertainty. She closed her eyes and visited the sacred place Kaladi had, and Kaladi had helped her create. Immediately, she felt her new friend's presence. She knew what it meant. Seiko summoned music, and in the back of her mind, she could hear a choir singing and bells ringing. Without question, she knew who it was. She amplified the feeling and began playing along, aiming her drum in that direction, benefiting from the lesson the day before. Seiko immediately connected with Ali. Now she completely understood why Michael had them spend hours jamming on the street. Seiko was thankful. She intensified her efforts, sending rhythmic energy in her friend's direction. Seiko opened her eyes as the hawk landed nearby. His call alerted her to someone's presence. Seiko wasn't alarmed. She heard him coming. His footsteps were, were welcomed. A welcome sound. Seiko, we must go. Yes, Kaladi, I know. And then they take off together. So there's one thing that I was curious if you're going to read it or not. I, I wanted mm-hmm. to, I underline, because um, this has also been a, uh, a going theme. She said, she said her mission was complete. Knowing she had not acted alone, Seiko thanked the birds, music, mm. and her drum for assisting her success. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think because thankfulness has been a, also another yes. theme. Yep. She didn't just thank her drum. She thanked the birds. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I, that's, I think that's important. Yep. You know, like, it was funny. So today I had, it. we ran an event and there was a dog there who was supposed to be a, trained as a service dog, but like mm-hmm. the dog apparently had a little bit too much anxiety, so it couldn't be a service dog, but he's able to be, she's able to be a therapy dog. Mm-hmm. Right. So she, I, I was talking to the lady who had her cause, um, uh, uh, my colleague wanted to pet the dog. She's like, you can, it's a therapy dog. It's not a service dog. So I knelt down because I always do that whenever I see a dog, I try to kneel down, you know, and instantaneously the dog crawled like it was a golden too so it like i was kneeling down and it came and leaned right up against me you know and then you know i'm just petting it and talking and just like whatever and the dog looks at me and i'm like yes i'm talking about you and the dog just starts licking my face and i and my colleague's like i'm like it's always been that way with animals especially dogs Mm -hmm. they're comfortable with me and i think that there's it's that thankfulness like you know i had a dog most of my life and a lot of times that i was dealing with stuff that dog was there mm-hmm. you know on a pot you know just there supportive you don't have to you know just there and i think that's what yep. it is is like so whenever mm-hmm. i see a dog i'm kind of like yeah like it's so i it's that whole thing you know like i even yep. said i even said thank you to the dog as it walked <laughs> <laughs> you know and though you wouldn't like the name of the dog no no, it was named Fenway from Fenway mm. Park. It's all right. It's a cool <laughs> cute, stadium. Cute dog, bad name. Yeah. Even the lady said, she goes, we didn't name him. We wouldn't have named her Fenway. <laughs> <laughs> but a very sweet dog. So yeah. um, Kaladi is Uncle Clyde. Correct. Just as a reminder to yeah. those that have been listening. Because she knew him as Kaladi. Mm-hmm. So that's when we get back to Ali, who's um, still trying to deal with the bells. And this is, you know, this next sentence is is kind of important, I think. It says, Ali listened and found a rhythmic pulse in the apparent randomness 
of the noise. He began clapping along in an attempt to bring semblance of order. It was working. He mentally asked music to accept him. I think, you know, part of that is the, you know, the rhythm that Seiko sent him. He was able to use yeah. that as kind of strength to find this. Right. That connection. Um, and as, as he's able to do that, he recognized uh, the actual hymn that was attempting to be played, which is Amazing Grace. And they uh, all the, the, the choir finally gets to join in. And um, that is um, when um, Isis joins him at the very end. Um, and then they move back to Victor and the weenie and Brandon. <laughs> and... Um, I'm just gonna call him the weenie because no, that's just... funny. The the bells were playing uh, "Amazing Grace," right? Yes. Right. Yes. Okay. I I yes. that's I meant to. So the bells that he was hearing that were like all discombobulated at the beginning yes. were amazing. He because he couldn't mm-hmm. tone it down. So, yep. yes, back to uh, Brandon, the weenie, and Victor. <laughs> so, um, of course, they're having a rougher time of it. They've got um, many. It seems like many more phasers are, are in this area. And, um, you know, they're, they're playing and trying to fight them. And um, there's a pressure that's building up in their ears as they're trying to play from the phasers. And I guess that kind of symbolizes the headphones. And if you, I mean, I know you have issues with, uh, with the noise-canceling headphones and it kind of, the, the sound that they produce. So that's kind of, I think, what they're trying to emulate here in this, you know, this pressure that's being built up in their hand, in their heads. Um so they just keep playing and keep playing. I don't even know where I am. I have to kind of figure out where I am. Well, oh, good, good. No, no, no. Because I think you're like he said, uh, saddle up, boys. It's time to play again. Yep. You're mm-hmm. past that point. Yes, I was past that point. And then um, he just kept saying play. Yep. He goes, Brandon's Columbo was powerful, but with only four strings, Larry played too tend- tentatively. Mm-hmm. You know, and then he's like, "Do it." And he's like, "There's too much pressure. I can't do it." Yep. He was he was being a weenie, according to you. Weenie. Yep. And um, then Victor says, "This is what I. This is what kind of I highlighted. Listen closely. You have no idea what is at stake, and I do not have time to explain. If you do not want to play tonight, we may never play again. It is time mm-hmm. to take risks. If you cannot play well, play badly. In any case, play." I walked away only to turn and offer one last command. The time is now. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Victor took his place. <laughs> the, the weenie wiped his eyes. <laughs> but it doesn't say that he was crying. He just wiped his eyes. So I I, I don't yeah. know if the, it was just like the intensity of the moment. Mm-hmm. And then Larry finally found a chord that he like stuff that he can play, and and Victor gave him a couple chords to play, and yep. all the good stuff. And he said we need uh, to get people involved to spread out. Mm-hmm. Larry started to walk away and pulled his guitar out of the chord because <laughs> he's a and, dope and a weenie. <laughs> I think this part is important too. He goes, no, not physically. Victor says, not physically. Spread your energy. We need to push out with our feelings so that music reaches the people farthest away. Right. Don't ask how just do it mm-hmm. and this is where he starts he asks brandon to pull a drummer from outside and um they're able to start playing with these drummers and and start gathering a bigger crowd and then um so they have a bass drum 
uh, I'm sorry, a, a bass, a kalimba, uh, the weenies guitar, the snare drum of the drummer, another drummer joined in with a, with a cowbell, tambourine, and then they hear a saxophone. And if you remember a couple episodes ago when Victor pulled that one guy over, um, he was a saxophonist, the saxophonist came back. Um, so then we start dancing, and then all of a sudden we get some rain. And rain and the amplifiers do not go along very well, so they had to <laughs> retreat to the um, to the van. And then they start fighting these phasers um, with just a kalimba for a while. And then finally, Victor remembers something that um, Isis told them and and um, Michael told them. And in fact, it was he says here, I had forgotten Isis's foremost direction. I directed my two friends into the middle of the street where we positioned ourselves into a triangle. The rain continued to fall. I instructed Brandon not to play. Love the phasers, I told him. We need to love them. Brandon turned and faced the phasers without asking any questions. As we began, these worms... Word... Worms. <laughs> these worms came out <laughs> these of nowhere. These worms formed in my mind. Uh, there's a higher law we need to turn to, and there's no more time to waste. We needed to sit right down in the middle of the floor instead of running all over the place. Open up your mind. It's time. We need to leave these, those fears behind. There's no, there's not much time at all. There's a higher law. And they continue to love them. More words come. And um, then he instructs the saxophonist to play because at this point it says there's a new sun rising coming over the hill. There's no use running. You'd be better off standing still. And don't keep acting like we're going to have time to kill. It's time to go higher. And as, as the saxophonist plays, Victor instructs him to get higher, higher, more intensity, raising the volume, and then raising the pitch as well, and then fighting off the phasers. And then he was able to join with um, Seiko and Ali um, as they were battling this kind of final battle, really. It was the final boss. Final round. Finished fight. <laughs> Not sponsored. Uh. <laughs> so they just keep they, they keep battling. I mean, it's it's really well written. Again, I encourage you to read the book and not just listen to us yak about it. Um, and uh, you know, they're, they're, as as they go back and forth and back and forth, you know. Victor reaches out to Michael for, for assistance, and Michael's, he says, Michael, we need your help. And all that he replied was, love them. So they continue, and then all of a sudden, a crowd joins. Um, and there is a gentleman in a <laughs> big-brimmed hat and an even bigger smile. He sang in Spanish and danced vigorously as he walked. With a big smile, Uncle Clyde joined their procession. The two of them danced buoyantly and advanced toward the phaser in front of them. It was a wonderful sight. Um, so this uh, young young gentleman was, uh, they call him the Michael of the South or the Michael of Mexico. Is that what Are you going to read the Spanish? <clears throat> no, sir. Do you want me to read it? I would love to hear this. Please. Hola, mi amigo. Me amo Eduardo. Soy de Mex Mexico City. Gracias por llamarme. Es tiempo de festiar. Close enough. <laughs> Which, of course, means hello, my friend. My name yes. is Eduardo. I am from Mexico. Thank you for calling me. It's time to party. I definitely uh, screwed up two words in there. 
Just Maybe two? three. No, I, I screwed up three. Definitely really? screwed up three. Yeah. Okay. I apologize to anybody who speaks the language. I wasn't trying to butcher it. I I'm used to sure be able to read. I'm pretty sure the first one was Hala, not Ola. But no, whatever. it's Ola. Hala. <laughs> and mi amigo me llamo Eduardo. All correct. It was uh, ya marme and festejar. Okay. Or festejar. Yeah. Please correct me, people. Please correct me. I'm okay with that. It's been, <sighs> it's been a while since I've read me- uh, uh, Spanish, the Spanish language. Um, and he's like, and I, but I love that Victor says, I didn't speak Spanish, but I understood him. Yep. But I think that's the fact that music is universal, and that's what he's saying. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't need to speak Spanish, but because of music, I knew exactly what he was talking about. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And then there was a whole big thing where the guy goes, um, dance first, think later. That is the way, muchacho. Yep. Can can they put that in the um, in the Mandalorian? Instead of saying, <laughs> this is the way, they go, that this is, is the, the way, way muchacho. muchacho. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Oh. He moves, uh, they, they start dancing, there's trumpets, there's all these instruments, um, Sifu's there, mm-hmm. he makes fun of Sifu's dancing, Jonathan's yep. there, he gives Jonathan a hug, because Jonathan wasn't feeling well before, but now he's feeling better. Um, and then, as Eduardo and the procession passed each building, the lights started going on, mm-hmm. and uh, Victor said it was time to party, like he said. Uh, and then this people started filling the streets music uh musicians exiting the clubs larry grabbed his uh i'm sorry the weenie grabbed his guitar from the van and pranced Thank around you. uncaring that it was wasn't plugged in and the remaining phasers started to hide uh everything stopped their headphones didn't blink seiko ali were there isis in the distance and they kept vibrating love to everybody and they started the phasers start pulling their headphones off. The people were crushing the headphones on the streets. And mission accomplished. And then he talks about running into Seiko, Ali, and, and ISIS mm-hmm. and reconnecting with them, hugging them, you know, Uncle Clyde. Uh, and then he mentions this. He goes. And I think this is important to read because he goes, the festivity continued as if it would never end. And I hoped that it wouldn't, but I gradually stopped dancing as I sensed a slight chill in the air. It was similar to the breeze that had originally led me to Jonathan's apartment. And I think Uncle Clyde, Isis, and Eduardo knew, which is why they kind of like, go ahead, do your thing. Mm-hmm. And... Then Brandon says, we could have died tonight. And Victor goes, from now on, we are living in bonus time. And he said, that's an interesting concept. Which it is. I think it is an interesting concept to think that it's bonus time. Mm-hmm. You know. And then he sees the hawk and yep. starts to follow it. And he brought the hawk. The hawk brings him to the river. The, the hawk sort of across the river. And, and the reddish, at a reddish brown feather dropped down and he caught it and then he he followed the bird as it led his gaze back to michael who was across the river Mm -hmm. 
And apparently Michael said this. Like he said he shouldn't have heard Michael said this. But Michael said, I see a rainbow. It is a product of the storm. As the sun shines down to keep us warm and the winds of change blow, you might call it a dream, but when I dream, I dream in color. Keep dreaming. That's a Joseph Wooten tune. Yeah. And then he watched him bow and disappear. And he knew that he wasn't going to see him again or potentially won't see him again, but he was at that point where he's like, I knew I could do this and I mm-hmm. can and I can move on without him, but I know that I'll have a way of knowing that he's there. And he knows that he's always welcomed with Michael music. So he says, thank you, Michael. A new day is dawning. And the last paragraph says, like the second ending of a great composition, another movement has concluded, but the song is far from over. There is more music to be written, and I still need your help. You'll know how to find me. I'll leave a marker for you. Are you with me? Yep. Yeah. And then uh, we will, our next episode will be on the last part, which is like an epilogue, and it's who is Michael. Yep. So, um, now you asked me a question. I don't remember if you asked me on an episode or if it was just something we were talking about, about the phasers. Mm-hmm. You were you were like, uh, what do you believe they are? Mm-hmm. And you think they symbolize something more than just like, what do you do? You think there's a there's more to it than just the idea of how music is changing and there's something that's yes. trying to change. Yep. What do you? I think? don't think it's just music. I think it's, I think it's life and society and and kind of a different way of living life you know i I mean we've talked about you know living a more natural simple life and and i think the phasers are you know moving the opposite direction and i think if you think about you know the beginning of the book and the the way the phasers are listening to music so victor talks at the beginning about how it's important to make music a social thing you know try and be as analog as possible then you have these phasers who are using essentially digital headphones you know now do you think that that because i was thinking about it is it a is it more of a like needing to keep control of the situation like it could be you have this group of people that see music as as dying because it's taken away from their freedom of expression, their freedom of music, mm-hmm. their freedom of speech, whatever you want to call it. Right. And you have these characters that are trying to control that and change that from happening. They're going to take away your electricity. They're going to take away this. They're going to take away that. Mm-hmm. And and like, I mean, maybe we're, you're, we're hyper extended and overthinking the situation. But in that societal way of things, there is a whole lot of you can't do this because that's not correct in society. Right. Whereas like. I mean, there's so many different ways to look at these phasers as characters. Yeah, I I think it's really more the phasers are trying to pull us away from ourselves, if that makes sense. That makes sense, yeah, absolutely. Um, Trying to pull, I mean, and and Michael Michael says it in the book that, you know, they try to attack us at our weakest, you know, when we're not focused on the moment, you know, that's when they strike. I think that the phasers, you know, kind of resemble or whatever the things that pull us away from the moment okay 
the distraction like that fo- that focus that listening that at, yep. you know like electronics yeah yeah and like i mean you can i mean if you think about it, like digital noise mm-hmm. like the digital noise inside the headphones the, the, the noise canceling it's just digital noise it's all it is yeah you know there's a lot of you know noise around us that is just we don't need right no it's true makes sense so that's kind of what i think the phasers are no and I, and I and i agree i I think they they encompass a bunch but i think the the big important thing is the fact that it's that way of keeping everybody from being connected in some way shape or form because mm-hmm. when when you get people connected and you get people of like minds together it's very powerful yep yeah absolutely yep um and i would um, before we get to the next chapter next week sure. i would encourage you like i mean obviously at this point you're probably at least reading the book, but I would say that the audio book is worth it for the last chapter alone. Yes. A hundred percent. Cause I listened to this. I, I've read both books, but I've also listened to the audio books in both. And I highly recommend even just listening to the audio books in general. Cause they're so yeah. well done. So if you read the mm-hmm. book, definitely listen to the audio book because it gives it a different feel because each character does, yeah. has their own voice uh, you know, Victor's his voice, but there is a Jonathan, there's a Michael, there's an Isis, there's mm-hmm. a, it's just, it's really, really well produced, well done. It seems natural, like it doesn't feel like it's a forced situation. There is some mm-hmm. elements of music in there. Um, and, uh, but I agree with you that the last part, um, where it's who's Michael is totally worth just the way it's spoken is so well done. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yep. Another fun story. So I gave um, the music lesson to uh, a gentleman about a year ago. Um, He's getting up there in age. Um, He was an organist for a long time, choir director. You know, he's, you know, getting towards the end of his life. um, And he came to me uh, last week, actually. And he said, that book is the most influential book I've ever read in my life. You know, in his 70, 80 years, whatever he is now. So The first one. The first one. Right. Well, that's why we recommend it. Like, so, yep. okay, you didn't listen to the episodes? Go buy the book, though. Yeah. If you're listening to this, go buy the book. doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're a musician or not. Just buy yep. it. Will it be more impactful to you if you're a musician? Very possible. Mm-hmm. But I think if just the creative mind that you have, who whatever the creativity is, it'll be impactful. Yep. It's just yep. the focus is music. It's not, you know, but... uh I, I sent it to a couple of people and I, I, there's a few others I still want to send the book to because mm-hmm. I think it's it's totally worth the read. I've told a yep. few educators about it that are not music educators. One's in math, mm-hmm. one's in ELA. One's, and I'm like, just read it. Yep. It'll make you see things differently. Mm-hmm. That sure will. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so this is our second to last episode. After mm-hmm. our last one, we will be going live on Wednesday nights starting December, I think it was the 6th, whatever that first Wednesday is. Yeah, that sounds right. Hey, Google, what's the first Wednesday in December? George, here's some information from the website. <laughs> Google didn't want to give you an answer. Wow. Google was mean to you. Sure was. It is December sixth. Okay. It is the sixth. Okay. So Google is is scrolling through the first Wednesday of every month starting in two thousand twenty one. 
So check it out. We're gonna be, we're gonna be live doing some holiday music on Wednesday nights. It won't be too long, but Friday nights we're still doing. Uh, Kyle's still doing the eight o'clock live, and we'll definitely have our our bigger live show on Sundays at seven thirty, and we will be focusing on holiday music for the month of December. But a little different, you know, not not the stuff you typically hear on the radio. We'll play some, but not all. We're not going to pray Mariah Carey. We might. We might. Uh, uh, I may I may be sick that night. No, she's defrosting. <laughs> uh, so check us out on Twitch. Uh, follow us on Twitter and where I should say X. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, we have Blue Sky now, but that'll be put out shortly. So we'll get that. So click the link in the bio. Um, I'm probably going to be updating that that link tree as well this weekend because we have some updates. Uh, I don't have anything else to say. Uh, I don't either. Oh. Google Podcasts. Do you want to Google Podcasts? Just a reminder that uh, it is coming to an end soon. You've got some time, so start looking for something else. <laughs> just look for something else. Just yeah. <laughs> or wait to see what they come out with, but just make sure that you know that. A change is coming. Change. Winter is coming. <laughs> All right. And with that, we shall see you next week. Until and then. learn more about Michael. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Turn on the Music podcast. We hope that you join us next week. Click on the link tree in our show notes to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our Twitch and YouTube channel. If you would like to continue the conversation, join us on our Discord. If you like what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you really want to help us promote the show, head over to Apple Podcasts or the podcast service of your choice and give us a five-star rating. Remember, always share the music.